Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez. Today um, is the second part of my discussion with Rob, and we're going to talk about uh, the process of pursuing a GS position, um, the federal resume. Um, of course, we're going to give shout outs and try to promote a few uh, veteran businesses. I'm going to talk a little bit about my grandbaby and our idea of forming a professional wrestling team together. And of course, we're going to end the show with our traditional goodbye. So I hope you like this episode. Uh, got stuck in the desert in New Mexico for three weeks and then decided when I came back, I was like, you know, people always had said, you'll know when it's time. Cause I've always been that guy. I'll go as long as I can go. Um, and I came back from that one and said, yep, it's time to go. But uh, so I, I didn't even give myself really that true, um, you know, two year or one year countdown out the door. I started my process basically in um, in earnest in September of last year, and like I said, with a you know thirty one December walkout date. But I like you didn't want to stop that forward momentum. I wanted to keep going because I don't need a gap year. I, I need to keep on keeping on because. I, I, I don't want to sit there and kind of figure out what to do with my hands yet. Um, but the that being said, I you know I had a great opportunity. Um, was working with some great guys with a great organization. Raven was was it was the company I was working for. Great dudes. Um, the owners retired. You know, group guy, and it was it was it was a great opportunity. And I tell you, it was a hard decision to leave that one. But talking about the GS side, and the biggest opportunity for me was um, trying to get back to Europe eventually. Uh, my wife and I both loved Europe, and being empty nesters now, we were like, well, let's do this. Um, had an opportunity that came up. What do we do with this federal resume? This beast, what is this thing? I keep hearing all these things about. You mentioned the seven-pager, the 10-pager, the 25-pager. I talked to a... Um, I was able to sit down with our senior civilian before I left Germany in 20, uh, early 21 um, and had a conversation with him in reference to, hey, what do I, what do I need to do to get a job as a civilian? He kind of told me, hey, listen, you know, there's, there's a way to do this uh, federal resume and there's a way not to. He had one guy submit a 20-page resume and another – like 30 different pages of documents of like his award recommendations, the award certificate, all these things. And he said he went through the first couple pages, saw the rest of the attachments and just did not continue on because it was too much. Hiring managers don't have that type of time to go through your whole life. They don't care. They got to hire somebody and they're not going to do that. Seven pages was the magic number I kind of heard from most people. Um, because in our careers, it's not about, you know, sometimes when we put together our military experience, we cheapen it. But each position that we've held is a different position. It's a different job, really. You think about it from when you were a team leader to when you were a squad leader or up that chain and how that each changes. You might have been in the same unit, but that's a couple different jobs. So what does that mean? You're expanding upon those pieces. Um, there's a, a lot of good, uh, sites out there. 
And like I said, I was uh, there was a benefit that I received was was which was from the, the Care Coalition with the writing, and I took that first initial draft, and then I tweaked it. Now, because uh, uh, did you do any of the GS resumes yourself, Tony? So the only job I applied for was for um, to be an associate professor at NDU. Okay. And like I said, I I didn't get that position, uh, but I'm not upset because there were multiple PhDs applying for that. And the young lady who got the position has two PhDs, one from, I forget where the first one is from. And the second one is from Cambridge. It's like, yeah, she's just a better candidate. That's sometimes that's how it goes. Yeah. I I mean, and and that's, you know, I, I, when I was first retiring, because I wanted to come to Europe, one of the things I was doing was dropping uh, resumes for NATO positions. I was really interested in the, so being in, in, in Europe, those five years before I went back to, before I PCS back to Bragg, um, I did a lot of work within the NATO environment and really loved it and was really kind of, you know, again, like I said, mentioned earlier, wanting to come back to Europe and started to look at those positions. That was that, that was like a, I guess you could say, a, a little bit of a punch because I didn't know anybody in the process. There was nothing I could figure out to kind of tailor some of those um, resumes. So I was just kind of submitting some, a couple of those blind, um, never made it to the next step in any of those. But then when I started, when I was getting closer to the, I guess you could say, the uh, qualification for GSs, I started to, to, to kind of, I guess, practice. I, I, I saw a job. It, it was just ironic. I was going through USA Jobs and saw one for doctor, for CA doctor, and decided to try. And um, it worked out in my favor. Um, but at the same time, I was up to get the, I, re- I received the final offer for that one. I received this final offer for the one I'm currently in, basically back in my old shop in Germany. So it's like a, a dream come true in a way. One of the things I used to say was uh, if I could just do this job as a civilian, I would do this forever. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do it forever, but at least I'm in it now. Uh, and, and that's the thing about life. I think it's timing and luck. But going back to that resume, you, you've got to, I, I, it's almost like you've got to get somebody to help you start the, pro, the, the that, that ball rolling down the hill. And once you get that first draft, you have to tailor it specifically for the job that you're applying for. And that's one of the big pieces, you know, you don't know going in blind. But there are resources for people, and, and LinkedIn has some of those resources. I tell people all the time, go on LinkedIn. USA Jobs does online briefings, online courses, where the, it'll be a, a, an hour seminar or whatever on, one, first, how to navigate USA Jobs. Navigating that, that platform is not easy. But then it's also one about the federal resume and how to help you get that to that next step within the process. Because, of course, once you get through the the resume and the, I guess you could say, the scrubbing of the resume, because a lot of times that's going to be a systems type of scrub. It's not even sometimes people looking at it, but other times it might be. But once you get through that, then you can get into the door to actually have the interview. And, of course, that's where a lot of people just have to kind of get themselves in that door. But, yeah, it's tough getting there yeah. sometimes. Yeah, so uh, Drew brought up um, 
he sent me a list, uh, I guess, where he works. They use software that it'll go through and it looks for keywords, right, uh, on the resume. And that's how they determine where those resumes will make it to the first actual person to look at the, the resumes. But I was asking him, so how do you know what the keywords are? It's like as an applicant, um, you, you really don't. What you have to do is you have to read the job description and tailor your resume to reflect what they, what they need, what their requirements are. That is definitely true. And, and you mentioned in, in, in one of the earlier episodes, too, about SFL TAP and some of the things. I always tell people, you know, it's good to sit in those things. They're, they're not tailored for everybody. Um, especially sometimes for the senior crowd. But like I, I was telling people, I pulled, I paid attention and I pulled out nuggets. There was a little nugget here or a little nugget there. And, and, and that program that Drew talked to you about, they talked, to, they talked about that in one of the course, one of the classes that I sat in at SFL TAP. And, and like I said, I mean, you have to pull, <laughs> you have to pull those nuggets of knowledge out of SFL TAP. Um, but they're there. But again, you just have to kind of to, to, to figure out what they're going to what, what matters to you, because I think that that's the biggest thing as we go through this process of retirement or, or leaving the military. Everyone's path and journey is different. The way we kind of prepare what we're trying to do next. Um, I'm always astonished when you hear those people who want to go fish um, at, at 55 or whatever the case is after they leave the military. I, I scratch my head and go, I just can't, I, I, I'm not ready to stop yet. I mean, sure, fishing takes care of that. I don't know what to do with my hands thing, but I, I, I need to do a little bit more. Yeah, so I was talking to Drew. So, um, you know, I went and I, I decided to join the VFW. There's an, an American Legion right here, right down the hall from where I live. But that that post seems more like like a biker gang than anything else. I don't know. I never stopped in there. So. <laughs> so, but it just wasn't for me. So I went to the VFW and the guys in there seemed very welcoming. Uh, I told them right up front, look, I don't want to be part of any type of leadership in here. I just want to do some help out in the community, some community service and just help out some of our brothers and meet some of the guys that were in Vietnam. And they're like, awesome. Sounds great. Come to the meetings or don't come to the meetings whenever you feel like it. If you want to volunteer, let us know and you can volunteer for something. Um, <laughs> the guy who's actually like, he, I, I forget his name. He's like the number two in this post, right? Um, he was actually out of the, he was in the 96th, right? Before it was a brigade. He, he retired in 2004. And uh, they'll email him every so often because he has like one of those um, barbecues that you can haul with your truck. So gotcha. the brigades, they're having their fall festival and they asked him if he would be willing to go out there and uh, like cook hamburgers and hot dogs for all the kids. And his answer is always yes to everything. So he's like, yeah, I'll go do it. And that's the first thing that came up when on my first meeting there and like, are you interested in that? It's like, no way. <laughs> but so I went in this weekend cause they had a, they were doing like a, a spaghetti dinner, right? They're selling off plates of spaghetti 
um, to raise money. I forgot for what. Um, but he's like, hey, you know, if you want, you could come out and help. And he's just so nice. And he just, I just want to go out and help him. I was like, yeah, I'll go out and I'll help you. It's like, I can't guarantee you how long I'm going to be there because, uh, you know, it's still under two months of me being away from that place. So I still get the heebie-jeebies when I drive by. Um, <laughs> so I'll go and I'll help you out as long as I can. And he's like, okay, if you stay for one minute, that's great. If you stay for five hours, that's awesome. Whatever, whatever you feel like doing. Okay. So I told him, yeah, October 28th, I'll be out there flipping hamburgers. I don't know. We'll see what, what I do when I'm out there. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's one of the biggest things, too, I think, that a lot of people mention or that we, we lose sight of. I think you've said it. It's it's that silence. It's the losing the camaraderie. I know, I, you know, I, I, I use the word brotherhood at times because, you, 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 you know, but it's a it's a it's a it's a bond. It's just that that camaraderie that we miss. I know on social media, there's groups out there. Like I, was, I mentioned to you earlier, there's that Brotherhood of the Bay and that where people kind of get together. It's just a bunch of old infantry guys that kind of are there as a support group more than really anything else. It's somebody to talk to who's kind of walked that same walk because um, sometimes that's the biggest thing we, we don't continue is that, 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 that conversation. We don't talk to one another sometimes as much as we get out. And, you know, we, we were leaders. Um, I still get phone calls once in a great while um, from former soldiers of mine. And that to me is always, um, that's my, that's the testament to the fact that I did a good job. I mattered when somebody's going to call me in their civilian life and ask me a question. And I think sometimes besides the, the importance of our relationships, because that's the thing we've got to do too, is we, we sometimes put that army first, you know, my wife is first in my life. You know, that's my best friend. That's the one I do everything with. She, you know, without her, I'd crumble. I mean, she's that that rock behind me, and we're, we're a team. And and that's what you got to have. You got to have those strong relationships. But you also, we all have former leaders that were in our lives. Guy, I think we all need to reach out to them once in a while. One, they need it probably to kind of have that that relevance in their own lives. But sometimes when we are lost, I mean, that's who we turn to when we were at work, the person above us. You know, we look for guidance. Um, and, and sometimes we should still keep those connections, use our network, talk to those folks. You know, that that's an important thing still in life. And we don't I don't think we take advantage of it enough. But the community is community, is something that we all need to kind of keep because it's that mental health piece that kind of keeps you together because again going back to that thing you said it uh, you were talking to bj and i think you said it when you were talking about you don't want to win the race or or, or the competition of who has the, the worst ptsd well i got it worse than you I, okay congratulations yeah I don't want to win that race yeah i know and uh you know um so along with that right so winning and losing you know, that's one re- – I, I don't want to be the, the PTSD champion. I, I don't want to hold that title, right? You know, I don't, I don't want to um, be the king of that. But at the same time, uh, I, I know I mentioned it before, um, but – so in the military, we always have this 
I, I can't say all the branches, but in civil affairs, it seemed like it was because we were all grouped together, right? Like a lot of the other MOSs, you know, you have MOSs spread out throughout the army. For us, the majority of the of our branch is right there at Fort Bragg, right? So it always seemed like we were competing against each other, and it was almost like a zero-sum game. So in order for me to win, to get promoted, that meant you had to lose. So maybe I didn't work as hard this this year, so maybe I'm – and I'm not saying we did that. I'm saying that these are my observations from 16 years in the branch, right? We would have some people say, hey, look what that guy did. He made a mistake or he did this. You kind of throw you under the bus, right, in order yep. for them to get promoted. So I understand what they were doing. And, you know, that that's in the past. Who cares about that? But what I want everybody to know is once you retire, it's not like that. We, You don't have to lose – in order for me to win, we can all win. Right. We can help each other all win. And what's winning? I don't know. That's your definition. You have to explain that. Maybe your, again, maybe your vision of winning is just having a little boat so you can go sit on a lake and fish. Or maybe you want to be a CEO of a company or maybe you want to, Climb Everest. I don't know. You, we as individuals just need to just decide what winning is. But we can all win, and that's fine. That's probably the best case scenario. Like, yeah, we all made it. We're all living the lives that we want to. We're all happy. We're all healthy, mentally and physically. You know, we didn't get out and decide to put on five hundred pounds in two weeks. You know, and and that's. I tell you that the, the, the when we look at what success looks like in the outside, I think it all depends on what you as an individual consider to be success. Because I think that's the that's the most important thing for me. It's about maintaining those friendships that we've built. You know, I mean, we've talked about a, a million different times. Military friends, you and I haven't talked. It's been a few months probably almost about a year, I'd say, since we last had a conversation. Well, I mean, we've talked, obviously, I've been lead up to this uh, through messages. But, um, I mean, prior to that, it was, you know, it's been, it's been a few months. But we can pick up, catch up, and it's like we never left each other. Um, and I think that's the other thing about military friends, that, camar- that camaraderie breeds. I don't have to be, I don't have to talk to you every day or every month or every year even. But I'm still your friend, and 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 that's. I think we we need to kind of turn to those people and use those friends. That's our network. That's a network that we we developed over however many years of a career. Um, that you have to kind of maintain. It's important to do that because those are the people that matter to us. You know, there's a couple other things that 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 help in that too. Is you know. Again, I always I'm a huge advocate because when we look at PTSD, we look at some of the things that we struggle with. Besides community, it's it's maintaining our own sanity, that mind, body, spirit connection. I'm always telling my kids, especially my daughter, you know, work on that mind, body, spirit connection. You know, I've got a, a my youngest is at the, uh, he's going to be an officer. He's commissioned next year. Uh, I said if he was going to follow me, this is the way to do it: get your education knocked out first, and then go this route. So we'll see what he branches when he gets his branch next month. But, you know, I want to try to prepare him 
for the end of the career as he starts, if that makes sense, because I want him to kind of think about building that, that, that mental fortitude. And, and, and a lot of that comes with, it starts with the physical side too. Like you mentioned in one, you know, we don't want to get gain 300 pounds when we walk out. Um, we've got to keep it going. I'm, I'm a huge advocate for jujitsu and, 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 and choking out your friends every so often, you know, that that keeps you healthy. Uh, you know, that life or death struggle sometimes is, is it, it makes, it makes life so much better, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, that's, we always got to keep kind of pushing forward. Yeah, no, I mean, bring up some good points and, you know, I applaud you for, you know, supporting your, your son with his decision to join the military, knowing the person you are. I'm, I, I mean, if he decided that he wanted to work in Walmart, I'm sure you would, you would have supported him with that. Um, that's just who you are. But like I've mentioned many times, you know, my children have asked if like, Hey dad, do you want us to join the military? It's like, I'll shoot you in the kneecaps if you try to join the military. <laughs> and not because the military is bad, but I just, I mentioned this on my earlier podcast, you know, my parents, my father had a sixth grade education from Mexico. The man could barely sign his name, right? My mom had a ninth grade education. So they busted, they worked themselves to an early grave to provide me with an opportunity. And of course, I didn't take advantage of that opportunity because I just didn't know the opportunity that I had. Uh, they didn't know how to steer me in the right direction. Um, so now I went to the military and progressed and took advantage of the opportunities. Well, I know how to steer my, my children in the right direction. It's up to them if they're going to, well, my son, I let him decide my daughter. She has no choice. You're going to do what I tell you or, or move out. <laughs> and fortunately she's like, yeah, this isn't bad. Go to school. You're going to pay for me to go to school. Sure. I'll do that. Um, so for me, it was just, I want them to do something. I'd still like for them to um, serve their country in some way, shape, or form, but not somewhere where if they want to go on vacation to Bali, they have to get permission from 10 different people. You know, there's there's one of those things. I People always joke, I mean, and, and politics aside, but people always joke about uh, George W. Bush and the fact that his – his service to the nation was in the Air National Guard. Um, I always tried to point out to people and say, you know what? Look at dad's war record. Um, the fact that he put his son into the Air National Guard was probably a strategic move more than it was a decision by the son. That was probably a direction. Hey, if you're going to go, this is the route you go because the, the father had done it. And, and in that regard, you're the father that had done it as well. You know, for my kids, the oldest, um, like I said, he went to the University of Alabama, graduated from there. Youngest is or the middle one. My daughter is more like me, um, where I wish she could join the military sometimes because she'd be a great soldier. She'd be a fantastic leader because she is in, in her own right. Um, she's got that strong mind for it. And the youngest is following suit. But again, it's a different path. It'll be that officer path. It's not mine. And that's where I've always tried to tell him it's his path to forge. You're not following mine. You're doing your own. And I think that's the most important thing because at the end of the day, you know, 
I don't want them to see the things I've seen or do the things I've done. Um, but I hope that it'll be done better because as a parent, I think we can provide better, well, I hope better guidance than maybe what we received. And now it's soon your, 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 your kids will be able to call you Dr. A-Rod, right? Or Dr. Dad. Oh, I told everybody and I'm telling her, if you're listening to this, just know once I walk across that stage and I get that PhD, that degree, <laughs> I will only respond if you call me doctor. <laughs> the only person on this planet who is exempt from that is my grandbaby. <laughs> and the first one, if I have any more other grandbabies, they have to call me Dr. Grandpa. Because that, that, that is just part of it. it, it it's, it's Dr. Gramps. Oh, yeah. The first one, um, you know, she's... A character, so I'm not going to make her uh, again. She loves she loves wrestling, right? So we were one day we were talking about like forming a tag team, and so I told her that her her wrestling name was going to be Sicaria, right? Assassin in Spanish. <laughs> and uh, I asked her, so what's my uh, what's what's my wrestling name? Pollo Loco, Crazy Chicken. I can't think of anything better. It's like. And the rest of the day was just her running around saying "poor loco." So all all day to you. Oh yeah. Yep. And Kids. that's fine. So she she'll be the one that's exempt from from <laughs> calling me doctor. But that's it. But Tony, I know I've I, like I said at the beginning of this, I didn't want to talk your ear off or anybody else's ear off. Um, I, I you know I think the 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 biggest thing that I, I'm. I'm I'm proud to watch you do this, um, you know, being a friend of yours and, 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 and knowing that this is uh, therapy in your own way, one, being able to continue talking to your friends, um, but also being able to take the experiences that those of us who've walked the walk have to help those behind us, or maybe some of those who are already out that haven't had that same guidance or or I guess you could say conversation from people they should have had it before they walked out. So hopefully they'll, and, and again, I know you put your email address out there and everything else, but uh, I'm always available. Um, my email address is rbjnicholson, N-I-C-H-O-L-S-O-N at gmail.com. And um, I'm, I'm always there to kind of help anybody who needs it because again, life is short we need to make sure we always pay it forward. Isn't that what they always say, Tony? Oh, yeah. Got to pay it forward, buddy. Hey, Rob, so before we go, do you want to um, promote that um, Facebook page again? Just so everybody oh, uh, caught that. No, yeah, the, that was... the, the one that, like I said, I and I'm not a, a big uh, a Facebooker or a, I don't I don't Insta, as the kids say, or, or, or I don't even know how, what, they, what they say with Snapchat, but um one of the groups i see out there regularly like i said and and, and they're out there but it was an infantry one it was just uh, it's called brotherhood of the bayonet uh those guys they seem to always help I and mean, there's a lot of cry i don't want to say cries for help but there's people who come out there with different issues and there's a lot of people that reach out to them and it's funny because it's a network of folks across the nation um and i'm sure every mos every group has them but it's like you said earlier too. You got to find the right ones. If they're not somebody who's trying to take advantage of veterans, it's got to be a group of veterans for veterans, um, and nobody's trying to get anything other than being a 
a shoulder to, to, to kind of lean on or a hand up. You know, that's that's the most important thing. But I say find find the thing that, that that community piece that helps you, whether it be social media or whether it be like you said, going to the VFW or the American Legion for a beer. Um, we understand. I think the older we get, the more we saw or why we saw so many of those old guys, those World War II vets with those silly little hats on their head with all their little deployment experience and pins. You know, we always, you know, when you're young, you look at that and you go, that looks stupid. And the older you get, the more you understand why that's a necessary stupidity. <laughs> so, no, I appreciate the time, Tony. It was great to catch up with you. And like I said, if, if, if we help, you know, one person, that, that's a good day. Do you have any uh, shout outs before we head on out, Rob? Brother, I, I think the shout-outs go to, 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 of course, my family, but uh, not just my, my, my wife and kids and the other, uh, my other uh, family family, but it's the family that you've been talking to, Junior. Uh, Junior was one I, I, I was harassing incessantly when he was in Germany because, of course, he decided to let his beard and fro grow as soon as he was, he was, he was like, kind of given that permission, speaking about beards. Uh, but like Jesse, I haven't heard Jesse's voice in, in, in forever. And BJ, Drew, you know, so that's been, like I said, that's been my own version of therapy and, and kind of catching up with those guys. Hearing those guys and your voice on my radio has been a, a, a great thing. So that's my other shout out to those folks. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, Tony. I appreciate you. All right. So everyone has usual, you know, you're important, you're special. Take care of yourself mentally and physically, emotionally as well. You are important. You have something that separates you from uh, everyone else. You have some special skill. You just need to identify what that is and take advantage of it, and you'll you'll shine. You'll be a rock star. Trust me. I, I never. For me, I didn't know what it was. It's like, but now and now that I'm 48, I know that I'm just super lucky. Um. We'll talk about that on another episode, but that's my skill is I'm just probably one of the luckiest people who's ever walked this planet. So as always, zot, 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 roll tide.